0: Introducing touch free payments from PayPal. A safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber. poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber, signing up to accept touch free payments for your business is easy. Touch free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal.
1: Hey now! Hey now! Howard podcast, first and only fan podcast dedicated to the king of all media, Howard Stern, and all things Howard Stern show. I'm Daniel Coin.
2: My name is Tyler Cortad. Today we're gonna be talking about Benji. This is done.
1: Welcome back to the Hey Now Howard podcast, broadcasting to you from Los Angeles, California. Today we're going to be talking about Benji Bronk. First, I want you to go ahead and follow us on Spotify, or on YouTube, we're also on Apple Podcasts.
2: Yeah. Is that it? Follow us, com- that's it for now. Daniel's our advertising man, he's in control of all of this right. stuff. Uh, I am an idiot. I don't understand any of this and how it works, so I leave it to him. We also broadcast live,
1: uh, but no one's come to see us yet. We just sit in our apartments alone, and
2: you know, I had high hopes for Benji being our first guest, but after today's podcast and what we have to say about him, eesh, not looking likely.
1: That's well, sure. right. Today we are going to be talking about Benji Bronk, yeah, it's an not- OG
2: member of the Stern Show,
1: but not necessarily. The most Always popular, the best standing. <laughs> for I gotta, such a,
2: for such an original member of the cast. Sure, I got to say, I was, I was never one to pile on and hate on Benji at first. I kind of liked Benji. I was, uh, I was a fan of Benji, especially back in the arty days. Whenever Benji would be, you know, more featured and in studio, um, but I liked him. I, th- I thought he, he brought a lot to the, to the table. I, I liked him being in studio at the time. Um, According to, I mean, obviously you don't get a lot of insight into like, you know, how the inner workings of the back office. But from what you hear in interviews with Artie and other guys that Benji wrote a lot Mm. for the show, he was an integral part of a lot of the comedy bits that they produced. And so he was a big part of that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of have to go with what, you know, the main people were saying that Benji was integral part of the show. Um, so based off of that, and in the early days, I I was a, I was a fan of Benji. Sure. So he came on the show in 1998
1: as an intern, came from Penn State, and still to this day, they still can't figure out exactly how he qualified as an intern, because he was like in his late 20s at the time. Sure. But, and then it was only two short years after that, 2000, he was given a studio seat. So at the time, there was... Jackie was still on the show. Um, Artie was just coming on, um, so they had multiple studio seats, different from what they have now. But for for a guy that's two years in the show, um, he, he didn't necessarily have a vocal role all the time, but he had a microphone in front of him and was in studio two years after being an intern. So,
2: yeah, what do you think he did? To I mean, because that's kind of unheard of. Like you hear of you know staff inner workings now that seems crazy for somebody to only be on the show for that long and then to get into the studio so what do you think he did to actually get earn that seat in such a short period of time well so you'll remember when he first came on
1: one of the first times that he got on microphone he was talking about how howard how he saw howard as a different how yeah, he saw an aura around him, and he saw him as like a godlike figure. Sure, right off the bat, established that he's a weirdo. Yes, and how it also liked made that. it funny. Yeah, it was an entertaining bit, and that maybe just captured Howard right off the bat. Because two years later, you know, seat in the studio, right? And I don't think we've ever seen an accelerated path that way. Well,
2: especially because, I mean, it's not like he came from stand-up. You see Jackie, who is obviously an accomplished stand-up arty, an accomplished stand-up and actor, um, and, and just overall comedian. I mean, they were in the studio in those types of chairs because they've proven themselves in the entertainment industry beforehand. Benji really, I mean, I didn't really have a lot to go off of coming into the studio. I just, I, I just find that remarkable. So there had to be something that Howard saw. You know, right off the bat to to get him in there, because yeah, it did not take long, and the reason we're talking about him mainly is because he
1: continues to maybe rely on that talent that Howard saw twenty one years ago, because always a point of conflict, always kind of a pain in the ass, but yet still collecting a paycheck, still working three days a week. Mocking or working the same schedule as Howard and Robin, whereas everyone else pretty much
2: works an extended schedule, like a five day regular work week. So it's like just talent there. Yeah, I'm trying to just figure this out. So let's look at the trajectory of of Benji. So, yeah, he comes on there and then, yeah, he kind of he finds his rhythm in the studio. So 2000, he's given the studio seat. Right. Only one year
1: later, 2001, Jackie leaves. And so becomes he's still in studio, but even a bigger role continues in studio. 2006, Howard moves to Sirius, still continues in that role. Right. And it wasn't until two years ago, in 2017, that he was quote unquote kicked out of the studio, which we can get into about the inner workings of that. Was it behind the scenes? Was it new people? co-managing the show being the gm of the show influencing that sure but it took a very long and he's still influential even though he's outside of the studio they still reference him often he'll get on gary's mic he'll contribute still so th- there still is the talent but so then we can also look throughout the years uh the anthony Weiner press conference <clears throat> very funny stuff he did uh Roger Goodell press conference, yeah, that he came in after the Ray Rice situation in the NFL, where he's yelling out, "Don't, don't take me to the elevator." Sure, after the
2: security was dragging him out. Benji was, and he still is, in a sense, but I don't, I don't see it as much. But he was extremely fearless when it came to these bits. I mean, he would go balls to the wall and go for it in these bits, and that's. Probably what Howard appreciated whenever it came to these things, and it, it really was funny, and he is funny um and he, and you hear staff talk about that like he is a funny guy, and these bits you know speak for that as well um but yeah, I, I'll let you continue on to the timeline of Benji, but you can see how these start to become few and far between <laughs> but uh yeah they but for a while there he was he was hitting you know as Bo was a, uh, hitting him out of the park, yeah, continued to have
1: bits produced and They moved to Sirius in 2006. He stays in the studio, but things start to sour more and more as he continues to be late, which is a huge deal with Howard. Howard's very old school with his work ethic, and Benji's working three days a week, which is he's one of the only staff members that has that schedule, but still continues to be late and becomes a huge issue. He's late in... 2000, late 2017, and that's the final straw. He gets kicked out of the studio. Still has some awesome bits in between there. Um, Press Hilton fingers him um, in between. Mm, yeah, with the finger. Uh, <laughs> he dated a really hot girl. Elisa. Elisa, whatever. Jordana. Lisa, yeah. She was super hot. I'm sure he would have never gotten her if he wasn't on the show. Uh... <laughs> Crassy Anthony Winter Press Conference, Roger Goodell, um, and, and I'm sure he's one of the top contributors when it comes to shooting instant messages to Howard and contributing to jokes on the show. But also notoriously doesn't go to writers meetings, doesn't participate in the pre show, shows up even if he's on time for his schedule, it's not participating in the pre production. So has basically been resting on his talent for a long time. And I guess has his talent now run thin here as we land to late 2019?
2: I think so. Uh, I think so just in the sense when you look at the output of the other staff members' work compared to Benji's at this point. Whenever you look at Benji's schedule and, and you know where Benji's at, now like, like obviously there could be things that we don't know about that Benji produces that he does, but from what we gather I mean, when you look at the output of a of, of a Mamet or a Steve Nowicki or a Salon Richard, they seem to be cranking out bits nonstop, um, prank phone calls, man on the street interviews, um characters, impressions, uh, you know, Brent even like having his whole storyline. I don't see that from Benji. You know what I mean? I, I don't see that anymore. I, I just I think that Benji kinda lost his way a little bit. He kinda got stuck in these you know, this whole persona of being a pain in the ass, and I, I'm sure he really is a pain in the ass, but, yeah, he's he's kind of stuck in this thing now where, like, he, and, you know, it, it's not really producing a lot of bits for the show anymore. So, yeah, I, I don't think that, you know, Benji's kind of keeping up with the rest of the staff at this point.
1: And now the next question becomes, how long do you think he'll be on the staff? Do you think he will make... Howard's retirement
2: yes uh, I don't know if it's necessarily deserved but yeah I think I'll end up making it um, well it depends so I guess the question that needs to be asked before this is who is the reason that Benji is out of the studio is it really only coming from Howard and I, and yeah that's debatable because we can obviously get into the does Marcy Turk have a have an influence that if Benji makes it in the studio because he was late. I'm sure there's probably a you know a very limited tolerance policy for being late into the studio for the show. So yeah, I guess it depends on the influence of of who's you know is he in the studio or not. That will probably take into effect if he is going to be actually fired. Howard's pretty loyal, so it's tough for me to say that Howard's going to fire him in the next year and a half after everything that they've been through.
1: Yeah, if you're not familiar, Marcy Turk is the COO of the show. Uh, she's not talked about often. You won't hear her on the wrap-up show. You won't hear her on the regular show. But she's an influential figure. How influential is she? That's up for debate on shows like this. Um, and I guess not a lot of other people care besides us and Reddit trolls. <laughs> yeah, but right. she's Get after us, Reddit controls. trolls. <laughs> We're here. That's right. She's considered an influential figure for bringing things back towards a PC culture and back towards the center on the Stern show. And and ultimately, maybe she was the kind of GM figure that made the decision to pull Benji out of the studio. Howard talked about it for years, how he should be doing it. And Howard's talked about, even though he talks a tough game, at the end of the day, he doesn't want to pull the trigger, especially right. with staff decisions. So maybe she was the influential figure to finally get him out of the studio. What do you
2: think? So I do think that Howard Howard's main focus is creating the best show that he could possibly create. Now, if there were if Benji if he thought that Benji was an integral part of making if him if Benji being in studio would make the best version of the show that they could make, I don't think that Benji goes. So I guess that that lies in another question. How, as an audience member, do you miss Benji in the studio? Do you care? Do you even notice? Like, does it did it change anything for you? No, not me personally. Me either. I... <laughs> so it's basically if he is
1: writing jokes, then he can still do that, and it's a message from the other room,
2: right? I mean, it got I, there was a funny bit uh, where they would do the Benji vortex. So if Benji would start to speak up, and then like you know they would get nervous because they started to go down this weird path because. If they bring any subject up to Benji, and Benji starts to talk about it, Benji will go off into a tangent about a hundred other things before they, before they know it, they're not even talking about the subject they originally wanted to, and that's just Benji in a nutshell. That nothing stays on topic. So Fred obviously created that Benji vortex and that that drop, which was great, but I think that kind of ran its course too. Is like that bit got old because that just became the running shtick where it's like, uh, at what point is that worth keeping Benji in the studio just for this? you know yeah so
1: what's making it funny is the fact that he's not interesting right so that can, can't be sustainable for too long sure
2: is It's not it's that he's not interesting and that like he i mean ben not G- interesting but he just <laughs> yeah.
1: he just runs his course and gets old quickly
2: well he's just a pain in the ass like you I, we all know people in our lives that you know you have those people like like hey do you want to want to run to the store with me real quick i can pick you up in five minutes you have that friend that will be like yeah sure no problem and then that's the end of the phone call we end of the text messages then you also have that one friend was like okay well how long are we going to be and if you're going to be a little bit late then i need to be back by this time and, and it's a cold outside should i wear like they're obviously sending you a hundred messages and all, it all turns into a big fucking thing that's benji benji's that friend or that person in your life after a while like you know you put up with it it's kind of funny for the road if you talk about it with other friends but it can it's a pain in the ass and I, I was wondering for a while—is like, is this just shtick that Benji's doing, or is this actually Benji? And I've come to the conclusion now that that's just fucking Benji. He's a pain in the ass, and it's kind of like after a while, you're just like, all right, fuck it, man, I can't, I can't do this anymore.
1: Yeah, I think it started out as shtick, and then it's become so much a part of everything that he does that it really has become every part of him being in the building even if he's not on air, he's fucking around with them to the fact of maybe it'll get on air cuz he's acting
2: so weird. Yeah. Oh that LA oh god. I mean, we can get into this now, I don't know if you want to, but his bits yeah, let's that get he, into. It. His fucking bits that he brought to LA like were <laughs> cringe-worthy beyond belief, dude. I wanted to fucking kill myself whenever I was listening to this. It was terrible. Like not even terrible, like to the so please explain oh i don't even know if i want to i almost feel offensive talking about the bit let alone like fucking uh let me think <laughs> <laughs> But benji in la whenever his first bit that he had was whenever he was running around the bar like which I, and they been was pissed at him because he didn't even record the fucking thing but he was just running around the bar like an asshole <laughs> uh getting they his did record in. on video for yeah, a minute long I it was see terrible it. Yeah. yeah it was terrible I, I don't even understand what it was and the manager yelled at him that was the only funny part of the bit and then it cut out right before they actually got in trouble uh there's that that wasn't the main event that was a little appetizer for fully capable benji <laughs> which again made me want to fucking die
1: probably his worst bit ever i c-
2: I couldn't even believe. I, I guess that this is a this is a character that he created years and years ago. Uh, it did not age well, and they I can't like. Be- Will said it best. They gave Benji Benji gave him like a, a couple ideas, of what he, and Will pretty much came out and said it was like, "Look, we gave you time to come up with bits. You clearly didn't put a lot of time and effort into these bits. You know what I mean? Like that's pretty much what I got from this." But, yeah, Benji uh, was just a man on the street, which, and he played a, uh, a mentally uh, <laughs> ill, handicapped person. I don't, simple Jack. Played a Simple Jack type of person. Inspired
1: but, type character.
2: And would just find people, I guess, I mean, he found a guy that looked like Snoop Dogg, and he would call him Snoop Dogg, and then, like, start yelling obscenities at them, but, you know, in a... I don't even know how to describe <laughs> this without feeling like an Semiracist. asshole. Semi-racist. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, so... Anyway, the bit was fucking terrible. It wasn't funny at all. I don't know if anybody in the studio was laughing, but it was awful. It was a terrible, terrible bit. And I was like, dude, Benji, this is like, I mean, Howard even said he really didn't even fucking want you to come to L.A. You could have came up with something like to actually prove your worth at this point, and that's what you came up with. And it's like, ah, you piece of shit.
1: Well, there's other bits that he proposed that didn't get on the air were dumpster diving and Beverly Hills and... sure. Knocking on Beverly Hills, random people's doors, and announcing himself as a new celebrity neighbor, so. Yeah. Also terribly pitch
2: bits as well. Right? It's like, I know, Will was right, like, to be like, ah, like, this is just, you know what I mean? They had the OJ thing, and he's like, ah, I think that's offensive. Did he say that was offensive, or like that, that was insensitive?
1: Yeah, he didn't want to participate in that.
2: But he wouldn't, but, but uh. <laughs> fully capable Benji was was insanely insensitive in whatever you want to call it. like, But he didn't want to do the OJ thing. It's just clearly he was being lazy. You know what I mean? He's just being a lazy piece of shit.
1: Well, if he's different, then he can be talked about and maybe end up on the show, which he does a lot. And now we're talking about him. So maybe that's the end goal the whole time.
2: I guess, but what a fucking weird way to go, man. Just like <laughs> do some fucking work and I'm sure he does like I don't know like, we obviously don't know the kind of work that he does but from what I get does heard, he? I don't think so I don't know like I, I don't see it I'm really I really don't see it
1: we should get hired
2: yeah right this is all a ploy for us to take Benji's <laughs> fucking spot we're sending this resume in yeah we'll split Benji's salary so don't worry about it we'll just take half and then Dan will take half come on Marcy Ooh, like it's up to her. <laughs> it is. Fred's running the whole show. Fred, look us up.
1: Hi, my Fred. We're gonna do a Fred episode soon. If you guys have some show topic ideas, send them in. We have our intern working twenty four seven, taking your calls, emails. Oh jeez, how unprofessional! I got an alert about Sidney Crosby.
2: Hmm, how do you do? Um,
1: He's giving a gift away to an army vet How that, nice of him
2: That's the uh, It's not even a goal update It's a fucking <laughs> Oh no He just has a heart of
1: gold We're from Pittsburgh
2: John Hine Hit him with the Hine
1: John Hine uh, likes the Steelers Sure does Pittsburgh guy We've gotten off topic yeah. We're talking about Benji. See how easy it is Benji to, to Benji? Benji went to Penn State. Penn State's near us.
2: It is. Also, well,
1: also, Benji appeared in Three Sharknados.
2: Yeah, I feel like we're doing his eulogy at this point. <laughs> <laughs> this may be his eulogy show. I know. I mean, it's funny, though. We're doing an episode on Benji, and it's very easy to get off topic. Benji. <laughs> and I'm also running out of ideas to talk about. I'll, Benji, uh, <laughs> yeah, like I, just, I feel like this episode is gonna be fucking thirty minutes long because Benji.
1: That's right, right? Yeah, we're gonna do like a Robin episode, Fred, Gary.
2: Yeah, I'm just okay. So we'll we'll kind of we'll we'll start gearing this back up again for Benji, but I'm just trying to think. You have some questions for me? I have a couple questions for you, and Fire I'll away. answer them too. Because I don't really have an answer I already queued up for myself Please answer your own question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure out this What does Benji bring to the show That we know of as an audience member uh, In studio, at a studio, whatever What does Benji bring to the show Besides distraction from Whatever focal point they're trying to stay on Can you think of anything?
1: I'm sure he's a good writer for years, but he—I guess he doesn't need to be in the studio, which I don't mean to totally just agree with. I mean, I guess I guess it was cool he was there back in the day, and he was there back when Artie was there and Jackie. And I mean, again, going back to what we discussed earlier, <clears throat> from going from an intern. Two years later, you're in studio, and then you remained there for. 16 or 17 years the guy's obviously got some talent but this LA trip recently really kind of put a highlight exactly on what you were talking about where maybe the talent that he had has now caught up in the other staff members who are have equal talent but are also working way harder Sure, and he's not involved in as many storylines and now that he's not in studio he's not On Mike as much obviously and it's kind of out of sight out of mind so now when he does come back in and they justify expensing him for the week flying him out expecting to contribute not only on a regular level but elevated level being out on location in LA it was a huge show one of the biggest shows in years and it was just a massive shit show yeah, do, I, which I guess ended up being the most entertaining bit Then he would have produced right. was us laughing at how terrible it was maybe that was part of the bit <laughs> you know, but my question to you is is he too out in the spotlight for them to fire so uh, if he goes away well we should do a whole episode on the people that the Stern Show has made disappear Because they will make someone disappear quickly and you won't be thinking of them much. And next thing you know, what happened to Lisa G? Right. And then she's gone for two years. Exactly. Next thing you know. Scott the Engineer,
2: gone. Um, Is he gone? Yeah, I think he's gone. Oh, shit. I think so, according to to Reddit. But yeah, I (laughs) I think he is gone. Uh, and there was like a riff after his wife died. Um, again, all this is just conjecture, and you know nobody really knows the truth. Uh, even because even on Scott's Twitter, he addressed some people that were like you know, kind of accusing Howard. It was like the reason you left the show because Howard didn't do this or that in regards to your your wife's funeral, or your wife's death, or didn't contribute to the uh, the funding. So there is like some you know, and and he actually addressed it and was like I, you know that i'm not basically saying n- not don't believe everything you read or don't read i don't know it was, it was very misleading and confusing but it basically saying don't believe everything you read um but yeah there's definitely a part of that where people that leave the show there's always a weird mystery because it's not talked about on a show that where everything's talked about so it's strange uh so yeah if benji were to be fired I don't know if it would be this big, you know, party farewell, you know, firing where he leaves and there's like this big episode about
1: it. No.
2: Yeah, it would just be all of a sudden you just don't hear from Benji for you know you won't think like you said you won't think about it for a month, two months go by it's like oh man I haven't heard from Benji in a while next thing you know he's on John the fucking stutterer's podcast (laughs) talking about how much he fucking hates Howard so you know it's it's weird like that so and you get why people get a little vindictive. On Howard, if that's how they really are treated, whenever they do leave the show after contributing so much, so yeah, you. I mean, I don't know. I don't see myself ever like being that way, but yeah, it's. A, I'm sure it's a weird feeling being a part of something for so long and then feeling like they just kind of pushed you overboard. Yeah, so <clears throat> Howard 100 news
1: basically got swept under the rug. They made no announcement about it whatsoever. Lisa G, John Lieberman. Uh, there were some other members laid off and Sour. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, oh yeah, you're right. Who is that? Oh, Mike. I can picture him. Sour, oh, you're going to go to jail for this.
2: Sour.
1: <laughs> I remember Steve Langford's got a huge penis. <laughs> Steve Langford. <laughs>
2: Me, hey, man. <laughs> Sorry, I want you to go
1: to jail for this. I can't get over. That was the best. <laughs> but all gone. And yeah. never mentioned again. I mean, why couldn't you just say, hey, we decided to go a, diff-
2: a different direction. We appreciate your work. Yeah, I mean. Those guys gave some good work. They did good work. And it's like, yeah, it is weird that they're not mentioned. I I, I guess I,
1: like Saturday Night Live's is not going to mention last year's cast. Exactly
2: true I, right. I was actually just going to bring up that point like it's like you know on any other show they really bring up people that depart and leave but you know the Howard Stern, Stern show is very different than those shows in the sense that, like th- their whole show isn't talking about the cast you know what right. I mean You know, and like how they interact with one another yeah and you start to kind of fall in love with the characters and the people sure it's more. I would more play it towards like, okay, you're watching a show, Seinfeld or Friends, and all of a sudden George just isn't in the next season, and you're like, oh, what, what happened to George? You know what I mean? Like we're just not going to talk about it? Or they're just getting an actor
1: that yeah, looks like someone looks like him. Looks like him. It's
2: like yeah, exactly. Or it's like, okay, can we not address the fucking elephant in the room? <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. So that part's a little weird. So uh, to answer that question though, I I don't know. I don't. I can't. Benji lasted this long, fucking up and doing as many bits and doing all that shit that he's done. I I can't, unless there's like a royal fuck-up or like a big event that causes Benji to be fired, I don't see him just being fired out of the blue. But what do you think Benji's thinking of all this? Do you think that he feels that he's not contributing enough anymore and he's starting to feel that insecurity, so he's starting to act out a little bit more? Do you think that he, he doesn't see any of this in the world you know and he's just kind of doing his thing and he's not really thinking too much into it at all uh you know what do you think his psyche is like during these last few years I think this is a classic case of
1: this is the only world that he knows and he started out as an intern and so many people from the outside world are saying You don't know how good you have it. Look at your schedule. Your schedule's unbelievable. Howard treats you great. You're on the most successful radio show of all time. You know, why would you not just show up early? Why would you not go to every meeting? If I were you, I would do that. But this is also a guy that's been in that position for 20 years. And and I'm not justifying his actions, but in his mind, this is kind of like old news to him. So in his mind, maybe I should be writing movie scripts. I should be writing more TV. You know, I should be piloting things. I should be producing things. And maybe he makes no effort whatsoever. And he'll do shitty Facebook Live videos and try to produce his own things. And they're, they don't exactly hit with their own audience outside of the show playing them. And everyone laughs at how bad they are. But... Maybe it's just human nature. it's like being it's like growing up rich. you grow up rich, yeah when you're when you turn sixteen and you get an amazing car, it's cool, but shit, I grew up rich. If you grow up poor, you'd appreciate it a lot more. Sure. so maybe he just doesn't appreciate it. I think that's really what it is. and I think all these callers call in, "Oh, I'm a truck driver, I'm on the road 80 hours a week. But that just doesn't get through to him because in his mind, you know, that's just that's just what his job is. He is paid a lot of money. He doesn't work a lot. He has dates girls out of his range. That was the other great thing. He used to tell awesome stories about these crazy New York City. And this is before even Tinder and all that. He'd be on. Right. Um, Craigslist and that page, all these crazy websites.
2: Weird fucking threesome (laughs) scenarios. Just walking
1: into darkly lit rooms where you can barely see anything and God knows what's happening. And Howard loved that. And he was bringing that perspective in. And now his perspective is just dull. It's just not. And I don't mean to pile on just because everyone else is. And I'm not saying that the guy should lose his job, I'm not rooting for that. But he just really hasn't brought that freshness in a long time, and and I think that's his energy that he's bringing. He's not coming to work every day saying, "Holy shit, I'm working for one of the best shows of all time," not right. just a radio show. But and maybe maybe he's gonna end up getting laid off and and realize it, or Howard's gonna retire at most five years from now. That's the maximum we're going to get. Sure. And then what?
2: Right. Well, <laughs> he's
1: not going to he's not gonna be able to work 12 hours making a shitload of money being on a national, on a global show.
2: So it's going to have a harsh
1: reality waiting for him. I was just going
2: to say, like the, the work output he's going to have to do whenever he gets back into reality is going to just be a complete culture shock for him. And I don't think that he has the mental capacity to really handle it. Uh, I think that it would just be. I mean, here's another thing. Benji's no fucking spring chicken. We don't know exactly how old. Ben, that's a question for you. How the fuck old is Benji? Nobody. Knows. Fifty-two years old, according to my research, but according to him, he's. But who 49. knows what yeah. he entered in there? Right. So he could be older than that. He says like there's things that says he's 48. Uh, he, I mean, just even this past LA trip, he wouldn't. There was rumors that he didn't want Mehmet to go with him because he didn't want Mehmet to see his actual birthday on his license or on his passport, whatever it was gonna be on you know the uh the ticket so he's a fucking weirdo, but the point being he's not some young guy that can just adapt to like like you said like he's not gonna just adapt to a new you know work ethic. Can't teach an old dog new tricks, like a type of thing. You know what I mean? So when Howard retires, or if he is let go before that, Benji trying to find another job with this type of uh, casual, you know, work ethic, it's not going to fly. It's not going to happen. Yeah, and he hasn't exactly built up
1: some huge following for himself, and he's had the opportunity to. He has, I mean, if he wanted to, he could use equipment. He could use producers, directors, and he just puts minimal effort into the show and seems like putting minimal effort in his outside life to grow his career outside of the show. So, Benji, we wish you luck, but maybe some lean years ahead for you, bub.
2: Yeah. Benji, if you ever listen to this, we'd love to talk to you, and maybe we are completely off base. Maybe you have this all thought out, and maybe you contribute a lot more than we even know about. Feel free to contact us. We'd love to talk to you, sir.
1: Maybe you want to be the third member of the Hannah Howard podcast.
2: Yeah, quit, man. It's not a good job anyways. Just uh, quit and join us. We're making tons of money over here, man. We have about the same amount of listeners. Yeah, same amount. Um, We make almost as much as Howard at this point. So come on over. We'll we'll, we'll split a little bit with you.
1: Yeah, we're close. We're nearly on pace to make what Howard makes in 2019. Just yeah. a few dollars. We
2: should eclipse him by 2020, uh, coming up here in a few months, so looking forward to that. On pace.
1: And that's all thanks to you, and thanks for stopping by this episode of the Hey Now, Hard Podcast. My name is Daniel Coyne.
2: And my name is Tyler Portet. Hit
1: him with the high. This is Beatle. Bang for now.
2: Hey, it's me, your cousin, from Boston. I'm on the radio doing ads for Sam Adams. Now I'll be known as the Sam Adams guy instead of the dude who fell in the quarry. <clears throat> Sam Adams Boston Lager is crisp and refreshing, which is why I bring a six-pack
0: wherever I go, except the movies anymore. Sam Adams from Boston with love. Here's a legal pot. Watch how fast I can read. The Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass, drink responsibly. Now, is that 30 seconds? Are we even close?